Welcome to today's episode of Table 40. Leslie and I sit down with Jaime Garcia today. Jaime is a former teammate of mine with the St. Louis Cardinals, a world champion with the Cardinals, uh, pitched in the major leagues for 10 years, overcame a lot of adversity and injury. Uh, we're excited to talk about his story, uh, his past, and what he's up to today. So make sure you tune in and, and listen to this uh, podcast. Jaime, thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, I, uh, it's always a pleasure to get to see you, and I love you guys. You and my uh, favorite people. We're excited that you're here, honey. One of the things um, Matt and I were talking about is just what it was like for you as a as a young man in high school. And and Jackson and I, or Matt and I, have a little boy named Jackson who's 16 years old, and he has a dream of playing in the big leagues someday. And we were just curious what it was like for you as a young man growing up um, with the dreams to play in the major leagues. Yeah, no, I, I mean, looking back on my career now, on, on my life, it's hard to believe what I was able to accomplish were coming from where I come from. And not only being drafted in the 30th round, but uh, coming to a different culture, different country, uh, I needed Tommy John surgery right out of high school. So, and also struggling with a lot of mental health issues, a lot of identity issues, a lot of anxiety, depression, uh, just everything going against me. And I also, if you want to add to that, I mean, uh, a little bit of what high schoolers are going through right now, I wasn't able to play my senior year in high school. And it turned out uh, years later, after we won the World Series, I went back to my high school and, and my high school coach told me that the reason why I wasn't able to play is because a lot of the, some of the parents and the uh, people in the school did it to, to prevent me from playing. Like it was something they did intentional. So... When you're talking about everything against me, it's literally everything, right? So uh, not being able to play my senior year uh, was the main reason why I injured my elbow uh, before the draft. Literally, I popped it. I mean, I needed Tommy John. And then I, I went with the Cardinals without even telling them that I, I had uh, injured my elbow really bad. So everything was just, everything was a mess. But I think that's when uh, – I think that's where the, one, the only one thing that I had going for me it was the uh, uh, the willingness to get on my knee, right, and to ask for something. And it was like a humble heart. It was seek, and I think that's when when God got a hold of my heart. And I look back on it, and it's really I cannot believe what what has you know what God did in my life, but also what happened in, in my career and my perspective. And uh, you know, it just I think Romans eight twenty eight comes alive that He works it out for good for those who live according to the His will and His purpose. And that's what he did in my life. So it's uh, it's, it's it's definitely what gives me the the, the passion and, and the compassion, empathy for people uh, to really impact people's lives that are going through any kind of issues right now. Jaime, let's go back a little bit further in, in your spiritual walk as a, as a as a as a believer. Uh, tell us a little bit about your your growing up and and your childhood and and kind of. Uh, a little bit about your, you know, your spiritual walk with God from, from maybe a younger age to where, um, you know, even to, to where you are currently. Yeah, I mean, that has been a journey, quite a journey. Uh, so growing up, there's no, no faith uh, in, in my home. It was the complete opposite. I, I love my parents are dead now, but it was uh, like a lot, of, a lot of homes. It was a very toxic environment that, that caused me to, to grow up with a lot of those insecurities, a lot of that shame that I grew up with. Never went to church, um, so I took all that into into high school, uh, and, and it turned out it, it came out as an, a lot of depression and anxiety. Uh, 
until, like I said, no faith, all that fear until that, that one time when I signed that somebody told me that there was a God that would, they would listen to my, my heart and it was there for me. And it was the first time ever that I got on my knees and, and I felt something in my heart that I had never felt. Um, and, and I feel like that's what, what, uh, where God got a hold of my heart. Like I said before, that's when he got a hold of my, of my life and, and, and he maneuvered me and, and did things that, that had to happen like that. For example, placing me in a team with, with teammates like you, uh, if it wasn't because of you and guys like Adam seeing, seeing, uh, a sense of, of integrity and realness and seeing that, that being a Christian was something that was attractive and it was, it was an awesome thing. So thanks to you, like to you guys, which I believe that God used it to work it out for my, for my good. Uh, it, it's where everything started and, and it has been a journey. It has been a journey because a lot of my issues growing up and, and I, that's why I tell, you know, believers that come to faith or, or they're struggling with a lot of this mental health issues that, when I came to Christ, my, the, the mental health issues that I had, which like ADD, I had a big time ADD issue in school, uh, the anxiety, the depression, they, they weren't, it, it's not like everything just stopped. Yeah, I, felt, I felt something in my heart. There were still some things that I, I had to deal with internally in order to heal and, and, and experience fulfillment in my life and, and see the fruit of the spirit. So it has been a journey and, and, I've just seen how God has been so faithful, and and I I think that's why I love that that He doesn't uh, He doesn't expect us to to come prepared, but just to be willing and with a humble heart. And there's really nothing He can't He cannot do in our lives. So. Yeah, I think the one thing too that um, the reason why you're one of my very favorites is because you're really vulnerable, and and you you have this boldness or this willingness to to share hard things that have gone on and how the Lord's helped you overcome those things. And so you've talked just a little bit here and on this podcast, just about mental health things and, and depression and anxiety and ADHD and some of the things that you've really battled over the course of, of your life. And one of the things that Matt has talked about you behind your back to me is your work ethic. And I just love hearing those stories and, and you're just a worker and you're, you have a routine. And so how has that helped you? Um, just kind of get through with Jesus, of course, being your guide, get through some of the challenges that you've had to face um, in your battle with, with a mental health illness or however you would like to describe it. Yeah. So uh, like I said, uh, you know, one thing that I want to clarify is that when we come to Christ, it is by grace that we're saved and, and we don't have to earn our salvation but our minds are still plugged up from the past, our subconscious minds. And, and, and it's when I understood that. I understood the power of vulnerability, like you're saying right now. I mean, if you, we're always going to be as sick, as sick as our secrets. So if we don't really tell our secrets, our story, if we don't own our story and, and tell it, we're never going to be able to fully heal on the inside. So I started, you know, a, a Bible verse started to come to my life, and I, understand, I started seeing the, the power of, of being vulnerable and really owning who I was and taking full responsibility. Um, and I feel like that's what, what I started experiencing, the fulfillment and the inner peace uh, that, that we experience all the time. You, know, you learn to, to be in a storm, but then the storm is never in you, right? You have the stability, which we are believers, as believers, uh, must, uh, we're called to have right now, right? Be the light in the world in, in these times where we're going through. 
So I started seeing that and, and I started learning that, that, that I pretty much could do, uh, I could get rid of, of all the fear and the anxiety and the depression uh, by the renewing of my mind. Uh, you, you're talking about the, uh, how you know, Matt has talked about my, my work ethic. Uh, and, and it was when I started understanding that, or I started applying that same work ethic and discipline to this area of my life. You know, that whatever it takes mentality that, that I had built and that sweat equity that I built for so many years play, uh, playing through pain and, and depression, I started applying it to, to these principles in my life. And, and, uh, but it all started with really finding my identity and changing okay, I, I'm not who I thought I was. I am who God says I am. And really retraining my, relearning and retraining my thinking. And then from that place on, I, I, I just said, okay, you know, there, there are things that, that I like doing that are, are triggering that, that anxiety and that depression. So I need to stop, you know, one of them is get away from the phone, get away from certain people that are uh, uh, causing more anxiety in my life. And I started really taking control and, and responsibility of, of my decisions. And I think once you, when you start doing that and you start aligning and positioning yourself with, with God's purpose for your life and you start creating a life vision that is, is greater than anything of this world, uh, you experience that and it becomes the, the, the most amazing thing. And then you realize that we, God created us to live this way. You know, this is the system that we're created of to, 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 that he's created us for love and, and, and power and of a sound mind. And, and when you, you experience that love sound, like I like to call it, uh, everything else just doesn't matter anymore. It's just about uh, getting to know him, operating and walking in, in, uh, in his will, and being that light of the world. So uh, it, it has really been a journey. And, and, and like I said before, it really gives me a heart and a uh, uh, noble heart, compassion, empathy towards people that are they're going through anything uh, that, that, that like I've gone through before. I mean, tell us a little bit about, I know we, we've talked about this a lot, but tell us a little bit about your family. And as you talked about earlier, you didn't come up in a faith, in a, in a family that was um, founded in faith and, and tell, tell, tell us about that story with your, with your family and your dad, especially um, and, and all the kind of what you've seen out of, out of your love of Jesus and, and the, the impact that it's had on your family. Yeah, I, uh, it's been a lot. I mean, if, if, if looking back in my career, uh, and what God's done in my life is pretty emotional. Looking back what he's done, the people around me, it's, it, it brings me to tears every time I think, and I see what, you know, what he's done. Uh, you know, I mentioned a little bit of my family. Yeah. I grew up with, you know, my dad, who I loved the most, he was, he was extremely hard. I think he, he did the best he thought he was, he was doing with me. But uh, the way he treated me with baseball and life caused a lot of, the, a lot of the, the shame and a lot of the fear and anxiety. So I wanted to play baseball, the reality, and I own it. Like I talk about this in the book, but it's the reason why I wanted to play baseball and become the person that I became is because I, I, I hated my dad. I wanted nothing to do with my dad ever. I wanted to just never talk to him and, and never talk to him ever again. That was the main drive force when I started, when I become, uh, I wanted to become a major league baseball player. But then, then just to see that, you know, what God was doing in my heart through this whole journey, like I'm telling you guys, and, and for so long, I, I just held, you know,
know, I, I can't, I became a believer. I started growing in my relationship with Christ, but I still held that, that anger and that resentment toward my dad. Um, and of, of why my life was so difficult because of him. And I try to change him and I try to pray for him and I try to tell him the things that he was doing wrong. And I always try to pray to God, Lord, please change him. Like I, I changed his heart, like get a hold of his heart. He's so prideful. And, and that, that was my prayer continuously. And this is not too long ago uh, until I got to a point to where I say, I started seeing or I started thinking of my dad it's the way, the same way Jesus thinks of me, the way he sees me, right? Where he didn't, he didn't meet me or saw me where I was. He saw me as, as the person that I could become and, and he loved me first. So I started, I started uh, uh, praying for the person that he was already becoming and being thankful for, for his change part. And, and what that did to me, which I think it's all about perspective, it changed my uh, the way I perceived him, the way I approached him, the way I loved him, and I stopped judging him, and I stopped trying to change him, uh, and that did wonders. I mean, I, I'd really at first it was extremely difficult to do it, uh, but but the more that I, you know, journaling has been an amazing thing for me. But the more that I continue to journal and and just being thankful for him and and give and giving thanks for for that person that he was becoming, it started to change my heart, but it also changed my relationship with him. All of a sudden, we started to have conversations like we'd never had before. Like I never had a, a a single healthy conversation with my dad my whole life. And we started having conversation and he started seeing a change in my character. And one thing led to another. I mean, to, to fast forward to now, um, not too long ago, he got he got baptized. And he's, he's doing the readings with me. We talk about the readings every single morning. And I've seen change in his heart, but he's like, it's just something that I never thought that I was going to be able to see in reality. Even, even as a believer, I, I doubted that I was ever going to be able to experience this relationship that I have with him right now. Uh, and then the same thing has happened with my sisters, with my brother-in-law, with my mom, with people around me. So it's, it's, I had to ask for forgiveness to the Lord. And I had to say, Lord, please forgive me because I doubted that you could ever do something here. And, and, and anytime I think about that, I just, it's it's uh, extremely emotional and um yeah so gosh that is it's it's really one of my very favorite stories because it is incredible the things that god can do and um, when we give it to him we pray about him and and our life just is such a testimony when when jesus captures our heart and and our lives begin to change it it can really affect the people around us like it did mm. you and your family i think the we want to get on to, and talk about um, whatever what other things that have captured your heart, which is your charity work. But just to kind of, um, just kind of one thing I wanted to say is that what I hear you saying a lot, which I think can be real encouraging to um, people in their walk with the Lord, is like your salvation was, you were saved, but then the growing began. And I think that that's what I hear you really saying over and over again in this conversation is like, your salvation is secure, like you're walking with the Lord, but the growth really um, is what has changed your life and the life of others. And um, anyway, I just think that that's really neat. And I, I think it's important for people that are, are um, early in their walk with Jesus is to just keep, keep moving and keep learning and keep pressing on and um, because good things are coming. And so I think that I love your story and I love um, your relationship with Jesus is real inspiring to me personally. I know Matt feels the same way. 
But all right, Jaime, talk to us about um, kind of what you got going on in retirement. You've got a book going on. You're building houses all over the place. You're building wells. I mean, you've got a lot. You've got a lot going on. <laughs> so you're doing some mighty things for the kingdom. And so let's talk about those things a little bit. Yeah. So first, I wanted to, I wanted to touch a little bit on what you were saying within identity. And I know a lot of people that whenever I've shared my story, a lot of people that have been believers or, or new believers are struggling with that. Really seeing the, the to call it, it's to travel the highest in this life, which is the, the road of fulfillment and, and inner peace and love and kindness. And we just, we're the light, right? So what I like to tell people is that we, you know, like for me, um, uh, understanding who I am, understanding what my purpose in this world is and working on that purpose and just and creating a life vision. And then from that place, I, I try to align my, my decisions, my priorities, my values, my principles, my standards and my boundaries in life with that vision and that purpose. And, and then from there, like I, I see that there's nothing more important to me than my relationship with Christ, not even family members, not even nothing. So I try to, I try to, it's a relationship with the, we have to nurture, right? We have to build it. So I work my schedule and my life around that relationship. It doesn't matter what else I have to do. And I think when we, when we decide to give the Lord our best and put him in the middle of everything, we start seeing change things in, in our minds that, that we can't even comprehend. And, and some, we position ourselves to receive the blessings, the blessings from God, not only in our lives, but in the people around us. So you know, that's kind of what you were talking about. And, and I think when, when you start doing it, it, like I said before, it becomes the most amazing thing to, to see the fruit of it. And um, that's what's happened in my life. Uh, you're asking about my, my life after baseball. And I think that's, that's the same, uh, you know, uh, this mentality that I grew of, of really understanding, one, my purpose in life, understanding uh, my vision of where I'm going, the person that I'm going to become but also understanding the platform, the very unique platform that God has given me. And, and what I mean by that is that, you know, the fact that I'm fully bilingual, the fact that I come from where I come from, the fact that I've gone through so much in my life, so much mental health issues and insecurities, but I've also accomplished everything that I set my mind to. And people would listen just because I won a World Series or whatever. So it's something that, that I for sure did not take for granted. And, and my prayer every day is, Lord, here I am. I'm just gonna get out of your way. Whatever you say goes. I submit myself to you. And the more that I do that and the more that I live for others and, and to, to utilize what he's done in my life to serve others instead of myself, uh, the more fulfilled that I feel and the more peace and the more that I'm growing. And, and it's just, the, the, you know, I'd love to talk about this because uh, that's, that's the way he created us to serve one another and to love one another. So all this stuff that I'm doing with the book and uh, which it's a book is a lot of the things that some of the things that I'm talking about right now, and it's 100% part of my giving, you know, I'm not trying to make any money. I'm not going to make any money out of this. It's just, I want people to, to hear the story that can bring uh, healing and, and, and perspective into their life and hope and love. Uh, and everything else is the same way. I just, like I said, I'm just every day I wake up and Lord, whatever you bring, you know, whatever comes to my, my way and, and it's, it's, it can serve. It's an opportunity to, to love people and to, to create awareness, I'm doing it. And, and that's how, uh, like I said, that platform that I can go in my own country 
and build homes and bring uh, safe drinking water, but also bring a message behind it and people can hear me and connect with me, interact. It's, it's something that, that um, I, I don't see it as me giving a lot. I see it as that's the least I can do because he's, he's actually the one that has, you know, Christ is the one that has done everything in my life. And he's the one that's provided. He's the one that's made it possible and for me to be on this side and to, to say, Oh yeah, look at me. I'm even though I consider myself, like Matt said, a very disciplined person and, and somebody that has played, uh, played to, through so much pain, it's impossible for me on my own to be the most disciplined person and to be where I'm at in life based on what I've gone through. So his hand had to be all over on, on my life. So he, that's why I say he gets the honor, the, the, the glory. And, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take on that, um, me, me mentality. And, and like, and the more that I, I give him, I give it to him, the more he just continues to do to amaze me. I love it. So tell me, so how many, so say you're listening to this and you're talking about what are some examples of, of your discipline, daily discipline to grow in your faith and, and like your, maybe your Bible, how you read it, or what are, what are some ways that you've found that have been effective in your quiet time during the day or, or in your, as you grow in your relationship with Jesus, what are, what are some ways you can give somebody, um, you know, some tangible uh, suggestions on things that have helped you? Yeah, I, I think the number one, the number one thing with this for me uh, was when I, when I started to accept what God gave me and really own it and understand that, that uh, we're all created differently, uh, uniquely, and stop judging myself. I think for somebody that grew up with a lot of ADD, like I said before, issues, to start trying to follow a religion and follow rules and really understand, okay, what is it that I have? Where am I standing right now? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on, on stop judging myself because that's what I did most of my life. I judged myself because I couldn't speak like you, because I couldn't talk like Adam, because I couldn't read in private. If I try to read a paragraph. I mean, I was so nervous and I was, my belief system of who I was, of my abilities was so low that I would just judge myself all the time. And I would, I would just call myself dumb. And I was, uh, and the reality is that I couldn't do it because of that anxiety. But it was, it was when I understood to say, okay, this is where I'm at. And I'm just going to start working with what I have. And for me started, you know, I, I realized that listening to, to uh, worship music did amazing things for my faith. And watching movies like the Faith in the Giants and Overcomer and all those movies that, that, that are, are faith-based movies did amazing things. So I started, you know, I started watching those movies more and I started listening. I started guarding my heart and my mind of the things that I was, that were coming in, uh, making sure they were aligned with, with the person that I wanted to become in Christ. Uh, and then that, that started, you know, that started planting the seed in my, in my heart where I started seeing something. And then I take, I took it to the next level, which, okay, I can, I can listen to a song and memorize it. Now I'm going to start listening to the Bible. And, and then I started listening to the Bible and I got in a, in a, a devotion of like 10 minute devotional a day. And then uh, I started listening and reading the Bible at the same time in Spanish. And then I did the same thing in English. And then I, I think that's where, where the change started to happen. And, and I started to understand like Bible verses, like, like the, you know, the God is not given a spirit of fear and, and shame, but a love and power and a sound mind started coming into my life. 
So I started to believe it, my, that belief system in that, you know, I am Christ who got this I am. And I can, I can get to a point where I can read a book and I can, and I started to believe it. And then I started to uh, read the Bible. And in my quiet time, like I said, it started with just talking to God out loud. And, and I didn't, you know, if I try to close my eyes, it was, it was hard for me to do it. So I just talked to him. I would go outside or whatever and talk to him. And then I think what the biggest things that changed for me personally is when I was given my first journal and I started, I start, I stopped judging myself and I just started writing my journals. And then I started talking to Jesus every day. I literally felt like he was right next to me, uh, but without judging, no judgment, no religion. There's no, there's no uh, rules you have to follow. And for this amount of time, just did it. And it started with 10 minutes and those 10 minutes now it can turn into three, four, five hours. And I had to literally set an alarm because it's my favorite time of the day. So I think, I think what, to answer your question, Matt, uh, what I want to say is just start where you're at and don't do it. Don't do it as like, I have to, or I have to, you know, I have to read the Bible this for this long. I have to write all that. No, just start with giving in the best you got and say, Lord, here I am. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel lost. You know, I'm, I'm anxious. I don't, I don't know how to write, but I'm going to give you the best I got. And then once you do that and he sees that, you know, he's before you know it, it's just, you're going to be doing amazing things that you never even thought that you could do. That is, I love it. I love it, honey. I'm so glad Matt asked that question. Great question. You. You're welcome. <laughs> so I think one thing about even our marriage, you know, like relationships are built little by little by little. And I think that the same is said for sure in our relationship with the Lord. But I think that, we're taught that it's supposed to be this big fancy um, ordeal, you know, in churches. Sometimes we're taught that we need to have a specific way to do quiet time. And I love how you answered that question because I couldn't agree with you more. And I just know in my marriage, I mean, we'll celebrate 20 years of marriage and it wasn't the big trips and the big things that caused our relationship to grow. It was the, there was the consistent intentional conversations that we would have um, daily and, that that caused us to to grow into where we are today and so i man i love what you said that was really 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 good anything else any other great yeah no i mm -hmm. i i no i i think that you're 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 right and i think part of my my purpose in this world is that that i want to give the absolute best that i got to people i want people every every single person that i come in contact with them to get the best of me and the best of me is jesus so in order for me to give the best to people and not the, the insecure, anxious, fearful person, I have to put on Jesus Christ every day and I have to work on the clarity of my mind and I have to guard my heart, my mind. And when I, when, when you do that, I mean, we always hear this in church that we work, work on this relationship in order for this relationship to, to work. But when you actually, you, you have this relationship going right, it's amazing how everything just falls into place. And it doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect. Like I, I am not, I'm not perfect. I'm not here to admit to perfect, but you have, you have the solid foundation. You have the armor of God. You have clarity in your mind and you can always do the things that, you know, they're hard for people that are not operating at a God's love zone to do, which is to ask for forgiveness to say, Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, thank you so much. Hey, forgive me. Hey, I, I didn't, you know, I acted this way and have, like you said, build that relationship and have those, those uh, meaningful conversations that a lot of times we try to avoid because we don't have the clarity and we don't have the, the, the inner peace and the fulfillment in our hearts. We're still struggling with all the fear and all the, the anxiety. So 
uh, just seeing that. And I think that's that's the goal. The goal is never to get to the point where we're perfect. We're nobody's perfect. That's why we need Christ. Uh, but it's it's to the point where we can we can ask for forgiveness. We can repent. We can reflect and, and continue to grow. I love it. That's awesome, Jaime. I can't thank you enough. I know it's it's just a uh, so refreshing to to talk to you and motivating and. I'm just so grateful uh, to know you and to be your friend. And we really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no, no, thank you guys for having, like, like I said at the beginning, man, you, you, you guys, uh, especially, you know, you Matt and Andrew Phillips and because of you, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Really, really, uh, you, you, uh, God used you in an unbelievable ways. And I think that's part of the, what try to do right now and in ways where you didn't even, you didn't even know that you were doing, you know, and, and, uh, understanding the the way how you treat someone, you know how you 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 go to someone with 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 a good heart, uh, and, and not necessarily really saying the right right things, but it's just the way you say it, you know that humility behind it, and that's what I try to do now. I don't try to become this great speaker or motivation. No, I just try to give my best, and and when you do that, that's that's what the world needs. That's what makes an impact on people, uh, just to treat them like they're they're somebody, you know, they're loved and. So what you did in my life is something that, that I uh, 100% uh, has a lot to do with the person that I am. And it's something that I'm never going to regret. And it, and it gives me that, that, uh, that motivation to, to do that to others. Thank you, brother. appreciate it. You got anything? Um, thanks for coming on, buddy. You want to, uh, when's the book come out? Make sure everybody is aware of that. Yeah. So um, that has, Still been a process since the last time we, you and I, uh, you guys and, and I talked. Uh, the more that we get into this, it's it, the more I realize that it's it's a tough process. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as the book, the book's down, is done. It's been edited. Uh, it's getting ready to be translated into Spanish. So my hope is that um, uh, the end of August, September, we can have everything uh, mm-hmm. because I'm gonna. I, I want the audio book, like I, I mentioned before to come out at the same time than the actual book. And I, I'm preparing, hopefully, uh, to be the person that is gonna be narrating the audiobook in Spanish and English, which has awesome. been a lot to try to take classes for that. And it's, so I'm, I'm hoping that everything can be done by, by the end of uh, August and, and September. But I'll let you guys know when, it's, when I have the final date. Yeah, make sure you let us know so we can, we can give it uh, its due on here. But. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, buddy. We really appreciate uh, it. Awesome. Thanks for taking your time. Nah, thank you guys. Tell the kids to say hello. Love All you guys. Good. See you, buddy. Thank you for listening to Table 40 with Matt and Leslie Holiday, part of the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. For more stories on sports intersecting with faith, check out sportsspectrum.com.